hello and welcome to the Wadfam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrea Sabo. And uh, we're here this week to talk about a little episode called Home Again Part 2. It's episode 725 Adventures in Odyssey. And uh, Andrew's got something to say about it. We were such a big fan of the first one. We just loved that episode. <laughs> For those of you who didn't listen to the last episode, who are you and why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you doing here? Why are you in my room? Get out. Go listen to the other one and then come back. Once you come back, it's all warm hugs and roses, but like, just don't expect to appreciate absolutely anything about this if you haven't heard our previous review. Yeah. Yeah. So this is an episode uh, that first aired December 15th of 2012, a week after the previous one. It's also written and directed by Paul McCusker, just like the previous one. Um, it continues to because Avery Awards are given to multi-parters. A two-time Avery Award winner episode. Uh, I and mean, I get it is important for the plot. And we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, we can talk about it. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, cast-wise, our only new member of the cast is Rudolph. Um, who is voiced by Dan Hagen, who we are constantly talking about now because they just pull him for everyone. Yeah. The voice yeah. of Archie and Jacques and the other Holstein and anytime Odyssey needs a voice, apparently, in New Odyssey, which I, I don't mind. He does a good job. He doesn't sound like, like, the, he keeps the characters very distinct. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not complaining. It is just... Yeah, I feel like it was like, oh, we've got another cast member to talk about. And, oh, it's someone we've already covered extensively. <laughs> oh, it's Dan Hagen. Yeah. We, we, we know you. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, it's always fun when you start to learn the names of bit players in Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's the sign that we should stop. I don't know. It's certainly some sort of sign. That, that it is. Maybe we've become more of an authority within the community with the uh, expanse of our knowledge and our platform for our voice, perhaps. Yeah, but, but we will still get emails most episodes telling us, you got something wrong, or true. you missed this little thing that actually makes it good. <laughs> and to most of those emails, I do not say, but I think, no. No. <laughs> you see that thing that you appreciated? Not for me, man. Some people like sauerkraut. I do not like sauerkraut. This episode has definitely some sauerkraut in it. Oh, also of note, this episode, uh, the current user rating on the AIO wiki, 92%. 1% down from last episode. Which makes zero sense. <laughs> there's nothing redeeming about part one. Yeah, whereas part two... I think 92% is a solid rating yeah, for it. And yeah, I think yeah. part one should have like a... 88. <laughs> That's so much higher than what I was going to say. I was going to say, like, I don't know, 60 at best. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, as far as what we would rate it. <laughs> but all of these scores are inflated. Like, what is... Sure. Is 100% the perfect Odyssey episode? There, I'm sure so, there are none. Which are one's that? Yeah. We got we to gotta really reevaluate the scale. We have, like, n- almost 900... More than 900 episodes? More than 900. More than 900 episodes. Right now, Revelations 3, I think, was number 900. Yeah. So we're past that now. Speaking of which, as of now, the new album, uh, Slippery Slope, just came out, and I did listen to Team. I... Uh, Andrew, why? 
I was curious, to be honest okay. with you. I was just right. really curious, well, and say, I figured we were going to have to cover it. Say nothing more. I think we're covering that one in the fall. Yep. I say that knowing full well that this episode probably comes out in the fall as well, but, you know. It's probably somewhere around. after After we wrap up Green Ring, that is, unfortunately, near the top of our docket. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just got the fresh. It's new. We uh, we signed a contract with the devil, Phil Lawler, and uh, (laughs) now we have to cover every Mori episode until either we or they die. It was, you know, we, we talk a lot about the uh, unforeseen upsides of starting an Adventures and Odyssey podcast, but this was definitely an unforeseen downside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Connecting with random people on the internet. Surprisingly, cool upside that I was not expecting. Downside, uh, I am locked into a battle yep. <laughs> with Phil Waller in which uh, if I don't do this, he wins. I die. <laughs> <laughs> or worse. He wins. Yeah, exactly. I mean... <laughs> Look, someone's got to keep this man accountable. Yeah, I'm, certainly. That's up to the Wadfam Chalkpod to do so. I, I support him in all of his successes, but I do not uh, look upon his failures with rose-colored glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Those and, glasses are brown and dingy. Uh, so yeah, with all that being said, we're going to roll the promo for an episode that has nothing to do with Phil Lawler. Next time on Adventures in Odyssey, Eugene has gone missing. Seems to have disappeared. Disappeared? Unfortunately, Eugene's wondering what's going on, too. Where am I, and and why, play tell, have I been tied up? And of course, Connie's questions are always the same. When did all this happen? Where was I? Everyone's questions will be answered on the next Adventure in Odyssey. Someone needs to write better scripts for Chris. Yeah. Yeah, that that person's definitely slacking. She's just like, and Connie's got, she gives a series of three things, the third of which, and Connie's got, is asking the same questions. What is happening? Why? (laughs) And then she just says, these questions and more will be answered. (laughs) Excuse me, Chris? We're just, we are... You know, moving your jaw with our hands and spoon-feeding you, uh, ad I'm just, mush. Well, I'm just like, well, yeah, come on, guys. Like, Chris deserves better. She does. She's a character. She's been, you know, presenting Odyssey to us for, I mean, yeah. She is. She is Odyssey. Well, yeah, Odyssey. I was gonna say. Chris is schizophrenic. <laughs> but, like, her and Katie Lee are the only actors, or mm-hmm. people, even people behind the scenes included at this point who have been with the show consistently over its run mm-hmm. everyone else has either died or taken a break yeah maybe katie lee should take a break <laughs> <sighs> i mean although i don't and She seems to really enjoy it. She does. Everything. And she does a her, good job. Yeah, she does I, a good job, and and I'm well, sure that she relates to the character of Connie so much. But like, I, she's got to feel ownership over that. I mean, you've been playing the same character for like almost forty years. Yeah, yeah, and that is what one thing I will say about this episode that I did like is when you have no kids involved, 
this cast are very much they are playing their characters so well. Yeah, yeah. Like, this... Wooten is being Wooten in every scene. Eugene is yep. being Eugene in every scene. Connie's being Connie. Penny's being Penny. And Wit's being Wit. And they yep. all interact in a way that makes sense for those characters at that time. So the chemistry is definitely there. <laughs> Except for with Joanne, unfortunately, which is heartbreaking. Yeah, although I would say that even it's... that improved this episode. Like, mm-hmm. I have... I'll, I'll just get ahead of myself here, but like I've got some like frustrations, especially towards the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. But I think this episode is way better than the previous one, mm-hmm. and actually, like it does the broad strokes of the things that I would want from this. Mm-hmm. Like if they were like, "Hey, we're doing a final episode with Jack and Joanne. This is the episode." I would be like oh, that's pretty satisfying. Mm-hmm. Like, that works. Mm-hmm. However, the previous episode works so far against it that yeah. it ends up, like, tainting this episode. And I think this episode has to, yeah, has to deal with some stuff. But it's just, it is so weird, the huge valley that is part one. Because mm-hmm. we're coming off Labyrinth part three, which we loved. Yep. This episode is solid, Solid. Upper mid tier Odyssey. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the last episode is just in the basement. Yeah. That that last episode was just bad. Like it's behind <laughs> a floor to ceiling wardrobe with a skeleton. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's hidden there. I mean, it's behind the back panel that the skeleton's behind. They gotta find the skeleton and then decide. No, no. There's something else hidden here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's Narnia. Uh, yeah, no, I, I... How did we not talk about that on Case the Secret Room? They go behind a wardrobe and Death is there instead of Narnia? How did we miss that opportunity? I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, and we covered that episode in, what, 2018? So, <laughs> I suppose we've got even better, even uh, better vision. I think it was 2019. Well, how long have we been doing this, Andrew? Too long. <laughs> <laughs> circling back to the sign yeah, yeah. Oof. oh but you know it, it's fun and yeah i i can't help my gross like it, it feels like eating a new menu item at a fast food restaurant listening to the new odyssey where it's like oh i can force myself to get excited about this because it's a supposedly new experience with some positive upside but you, you're you're not gonna get your mind blown really any time. No, no. I but yeah. I think I think I am sensing at least that I'm a little bit bigger on the like I'm a little bit more into this episode than you were. But regardless. Oh no no! I was talking about the slippery slope album. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean that 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 there's no appeal to me there. <laughs> yeah. But, anyways. Uh, this, this episode, it kicks off with the picnic happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Connie and Penny and Wooten, and they are picnicking near the construction at Trickle Lake, which is funny. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's really bad. And, like, <laughs> construction jokes in TV shows are kind of meh, I feel like. But in an audio drama, it translates so well. <laughs> <laughs> and like i was i you could really feel for connie because she's you know kind of goes in on her complaining about 
the construction sound um, and yeah. wanting to go for a walk. Yeah. This right. They, it's a bad first scene. Mm-hmm. It is Penny holding Connie hostage yep. so that she can take her to Jason's cabin yep. for motivations that are extremely unclear and never interrogated. No, certainly At least not. in this episode. Yeah. Um, nor is Penny taken to task at all, which I find is odd. Because she is definitely the bad person in right. this episode. Right, right, Well, and, like, Penny's, like a new Christian who's figuring it out. Mm -hmm. So you could very easily like make this a lesson, Mm -hmm. but instead they're like Connie making assumptions. Right. Instead the whole episode is about assumptions. And so we have to just ignore this elephant in the room. (laughs) And, And so like, yeah, they do this whole thing where Penny knocks over the water and is like, Oh, we can't go hiking until we fill up the water. Let's go to cabin three to fill up the water. And then like, Oh, cabin three, like, you know, doesn't, doesn't, isn't, no one's there. And so they're just like, they're sad. And Connie's like, all right, let's just go on a hike now. And they're Mm -hmm. like, Oh, okay. And it's just like, and Connie makes a comment right at the end that hints to the fact that she's like starting to figure out what's mm-hmm. going on here yeah but up till that point man this is a long scene and connie it's like, absolutely brutal like nothing they're doing makes any sort of sense it's like so you know that that's great scene in the uh, labyrinth part three in which um the uh in my mycroft thug walks into the room and Dale just, like, spouts off some gibberish, and because Mycroft is, like, in on it, he's just like, oh, okay, and walks out, and Dale goes, nothing that I just said made any sense, why did he buy that? (laughs) And is he just that dumb? And in this episode, Connie is just Just that that dumb. dumb. Unfortunately, even though she gets it later, it's not after it is literally blended up, and then put in her mouth on a spoon, and then hand motion chewed (laughs) Yeah, like it's it's pretty brutal. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, anything it's else? Not a great scene? look for Connie. No, no. Um, what, but what, it's funny. My note for this this scene is this is truly awful, and I don't feel that way about the episode. But going right. into it from the previous yes. episode, that was how I felt. I was like, oh no, this is gonna be so right. bad. <laughs> On listen to this first scene bothered me less okay because on listen one i was going in with everything from the previous one yeah and then when i was listening through it the second time and knew that this one turns out okay i was like all right this scene is not as bad as i thought it was but it's still a it's not a good scene like it's no. it's unpleasant no. but it's not like it doesn't make it's not me, world like, record oil into bad. myself like the previous episode yeah oh boy Boy, howdy. So the next scene is uh, Eugene waking up in the back of Jansen's jewelers. Um, right. He had a dream that he was Spock. Yep. Call back, maybe, to the uh, album artwork and where they're all dressed up like oh, Star Trek Star people. Trek characters, yeah. It is, it's uh, That's pre-Novacom. On, on, on the air? Or yeah. Back on the air? Back on the air? Back on the air. I believe this is yeah, the album. Yeah, you're right. I have listened to that at least three times yeah that is it that's the album immediately following blackguard i believe uh, yeah i think so i think you're i think you're right and i think there's a btv episode on there that i really enjoyed but now i'm just speculating anywho um 
Rudolph and Sebastian someday. are. That would be good. What? So we should we need to do BTV stuff someday. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that was uh, we, we pitched that like early on in the show, and then mm-hmm. we've just never gotten around to it. Well, it's not plot centric, and talking about bit comedy can be kind of difficult. But right, we should we should at least take a stab at it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and I think covering BTV with people that don't have a ton of experience with Odyssey mm, is could good be a and fun, palatable. Could be a fun guest episode idea. Yeah. I could I could run with that. Um. But yeah. No. I. They've also switched to putting out new BTV episodes um, in the Adventure Club, which, because of this episode, and, and I'll, I'll, we'll talk about this now, I suppose, um, because of last episode, how poorly I felt about it, I was like, okay, so 2012 is the drop-off, right? This is where Odyssey goes bad. And, you know, goes bad is a mighty aggressive term but it definitely does change and that is with the implementation of 12 episodes a year going to the adventure club but that doesn't happen until 2014 right the club yeah i guess it's on season eight now so yeah i i'm just gonna verify this but i think this album and then there's one more after this and then they correct go, because yeah. the uh is the next album is not ties the bind or is ties the bind ties the bind i think is the last album before yes. they go odyssey adventure club or adventures in odyssey club then mm-hmm. yeah no but and as we previously described they were they definitely had some plan up to this point with the green ring conspiracy and everything introduced in that so they knew kind of what they were doing and things were falling off and so I'm wondering if there's more in New Odyssey that the club I should launched. Sorry, the club launched the beginning of 2014. Okay, I was right. Yeah, yeah. January second. Yeah, that that checks out. Um, I'm wondering if there's more gold in the New Odyssey era in the Adventure Club that we just haven't heard because it's hidden behind a paywall and hmm. you know, or yeah. I saw a BTV episode and I was like, hmm, I wonder what a new BTV episode is like especially minus the b yeah there's no b no bb i don't know it was the b bible or it bernard i well, it's a it's definitely literally bible within the context of the show but uh yeah no the b is bernard in my in my heart yeah it will always be rip anyways <laughs> so yeah so we find out this whole these brothers rudolph and sebastian and they were working together on the diamond scam Mm -hmm. while also working at a jewelry shop this plot makes no sense no no yeah this b plot is truly horrendous (laughs) they it's fun for the scene we get later yeah but the setup last episode and the continuation this episode are baffling where it's like okay so there's been a bunch of people going around swapping out fake diamonds for real diamonds when people aren't looking. Mm-hmm. That part was established and made sense. The one, the guy who's doing it, is looks like Eugene. Mm-hmm. That made sense. The FBI are looking for him. So mm-hmm. Eugene walks into a jewelry store, looks like the guy doing that, and asks the same questions because he is trying to find out if these are real or fake. Mm-hmm. And 
it would make sense for the jeweler to be like, oh, this is the guy. Yeah. But instead, the jeweler is one of the scammers. Yes. And throws him in the back and introduces him to the other scammer who then accuses him of trying to steal their scam. Yes. It's truly horrendous. It's, it's just convoluted. Such bad criminal work. <laughs> and I get it. It's a kid's show. You can't show too much and you certainly can't paint the paint the criminals as too smart because it's got to be solved in you know less than an hour but um. yeah it just feels like it feels like they had a good like as much as we ragged on the last episode from a setting up a mystery thing they laid good groundwork but then where they decided to go with it didn't actually make sense well yeah and that's the thing where it's like they had some setup but the buildup was non-existent because I couldn't take anything that was happening in this, like, B-plot seriously. Right, well, and they do because this... Because of all of the tropes. And, like, yeah. Eugene and later just points, like, pokes holes in their plan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's this great thing because, yeah, where the the scammers are, like... You know, we're, we're going to take 100% of your profits, Eugene, for, you know, scamming all these people using our thing. And he's like, I wasn't scamming. And the one brother's like, yeah, like, we're going to believe that. And the other brother was like, no, I think I do believe him. Yeah. And then and then they start to talk about, like, hey, we're just going to, like, turn you in to be, like, this fall man for all this. And, and then Eugene's just like... Yeah, but I'm just going to say that, like, you guys were here. And he's like, well, then, you know, we're going to you know, leave you in a, in a room in the middle of nowhere. He's like, why do you keep telling us, why do you keep telling me your plan? Yeah. It's just, it's really terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's just, right. It's so, yeah. But on the other hand, uh, we have them walking through the woods, Connie, mm-hmm. uh, Wooten Penny and Connie is like, has now figured out like mm-hmm. what they were trying to do with Jason. And she's like, come on. Like, it's not, like here wait whatever trouble jason is in is none of my business is what she says which is a good connie line and she she confronts her friends and Mm -hmm. takes a good stand like yep good connie moment in that respect and then and then well and then she's like but and then think of your plan penny it doesn't even make sense what are the chances of bumping into jason yep jason jason I, i love it i love it so much it sounds like he got catapulted through a bush. Yes. <laughs> like <laughs> He stumbles into them. Yeah, yeah. Like he, there's leaves rustling and everything. It wasn't like a, I see somebody up ahead. That might be Jason. We're hiking on the same trail. This makes sense. It's hiking on a trail and then out of side trail, out of not trail, comes a strange man who lives nearby. My head can. He was peeing behind bushes. He went off the trail to take a leak. He's coming back onto the trail. Probably horrendously embarrassed. Yeah, and then and then Jason shows up and is just like, "Oh, hey guys! Like, Mm -hmm. how how how's it going?" And Mm -hmm. there's like, I I understand. I cannot tell if it is conscious or not, Mm -hmm. but this episode is telegraphing a Connie Jason like romantic subplot. Oh yeah, does not seem to play like to my understanding does not play out is not a thing that's like followed through on Mm -hmm. but is very much being like and I don't know if that is if McCusker is like 
writing and directing that or if it's just the way the actors are choosing to perform it Mm -hmm. or if no one's like consciously aware but there's this whole like Connie being very excited to see Jason and also very bashful about it Mm -hmm. that's like seems to play very much into the thing that so many fans want well yeah and it's I mean character wise super accurate and maybe maybe they don't know like I don't I'm not sure if the if Katie Lee knows, you know, whether or not Jason and Connie would get together, even if, say, Paul McCusker or Phil Lawler knew um, or had plans for such things. Yeah, yeah, it is it is unclear the degree to which they are, like, self-aware here, but it does feel like it is very much, like, planting those seeds to be explored down the line they love odyssey loves planting seeds and you know i'll walk behind him and peck him right up i mean they're planting a lot of seeds with buck and jewels and i don't know what what that's gonna turn into i mean like are we ever gonna have a relationship in odyssey between children like under the age of 18 (laughs) i i don't know i would be because the because of the demographic maybe not but it would be it is weird that Odyssey hasn't done more like dating episodes. Yeah, what they they don't think that like kids pretend to date cuz they do, especially between the ages of 8 and 12 <laughs> and even beyond. Yeah, yeah, I've been pretending to date people my entire life. Yes, I'm currently in a long rela- uh, relationship with Orlando Bloom. It's going well. But it is just, like, it's a funny thing where it's, like, there are episodes that kind of, like, dance around it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, even, like, your early, like, Jack and Donna stuff, which is also, like, these are older characters. Mm-hmm. So it's a thing that Odyssey maybe doesn't have anymore. Although I guess Buck and Jules are kind of older characters They're, like, within. 16. Yeah. I mean, they're they're portrayed as in high school yeah. and they talk about high school things and college things so so yeah i don't know maybe there's maybe there's ground for them to do that being said i don't necessarily want to like i don't know that i'm going to appreciate focus's take on you know a dating episode no certainly not (laughs) at least interested yeah oh yeah i mean you know there's always the option that the episodes are bad (laughs) so much so much of me growing up was being like using odyssey as a big outlet for this but also other things of being like heavily invested into like romantic relationships between fictional characters and being so interested in that and never talking about it because i was like afraid of like i don't know being like people calling me a girl or gay or whatever was like so much of like so much of that was just like being a like closeted enjoyer of romance stuff yeah no that doesn't fit the 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 hunting and the shooting and the yeah the rough like, and tumble whatever like the stuff i'm supposed to but like and one of like the huge things that like my good friend nate um not nathan of the show but another friend maybe a future guest who knows um and i like one of the things we bonded over is both having like like caring a lot about like romance in storytelling yeah despite being like guys who weren't supposed to in school Mm -hmm. and like obviously i grew out of that um yeah but you hear that folks it's still summer when we're recording because there be cicadas yeah and they are loud they're getting mad they know they are about to die (laughs) that is probably true you know can you blame them for yelling 
Same as, yeah, I projected a lot of that onto Odyssey because mm-hmm. uh, it was one of the pop cultures I consumed, and it flirts with flirting. Yeah, all the time. And th- they almost exclusively do it with people that you are very familiar with in platonic situations. Yeah. So, like, it always kind of feels safe in the way that they do well, it. Well, and, like, I, I should, for the whole, like, thing about going on about the dating relationships, obviously we get quite a few relationships that we experience of the older characters in the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've obviously covered Connie and Mitch in depth. Yeah. Um, arguably and, too much. In depth. And like a great, like dating relationship throughout the show that's mm-hmm. dealing with like a lot of that stuff, I think in a good and mature way. And like someday we will cover, you know, Katri- Eugene and Katrina stuff better and we mm. could cover penny and woot and stuff like it's mm-hmm. not like the the show doesn't deal with these topics I'm, it's just like and it maybe makes the wise choice of just staying away for a minute for kids mm-hmm. um just because i mean you yeah you do have to like market this show to the parents of children yeah who yeah maybe no, don't want those sure. things to be discussed mm-hmm. which is very unfortunate in my opinion especially for kids on the upper age like people that have listened to odyssey and are on the cusp of growing out of it like there's no reason that a world like odyssey can't tell lots of different types of stories to perhaps different age groups be you know spanning from eight to you know 14 or something like that instead of 12 like we can really branch out and uh, appeal to a a wider audience if we're willing to be bold in that respect. Yeah. But uh, they are not. (laughs) Anyways, Jason is happy to see Connie, and Connie's happy to see Jason. Yeah, that also. (laughs) That as well. (laughs) And then uh, Wooten and Penny are there too, and are like, hey, you look... Wooten's got some great lines in this. Wooten does. (laughs) Where he's just like... Where he's just like, yeah, you look... look you, you, you know, I like this look better than your crate look. And he's like, well, I was undercover. And it like, and under crate. <laughs> <laughs> and under crate. <laughs> but, but yeah. And, and Connie's under the just, cover of crate. <laughs> I think you just made the joke worse, Andrew. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I've tried to turn it into a different joke, which is classic bad joke move. <laughs> but the whole thing here is that like, is Connie like, feels awkward about this whole thing and doesn't want to like interrupt Jason's time because she does genuinely want him to have that because she was told to keep her distance and like wants to grant him that. Um, Meanwhile, uh, Jason has been going stir crazy being alone in a cabin with Mm -hmm. God for like a week. Yeah. And is just like, (gasps) people, people, I want to hang out. You want to play games? We're going to play games. What do you guys do? You guys play games? Yeah. And Wooten's just like, okay, yeah, we can go back to your cabin. And he's like, what cabin? He's like, "Uh, cabin three. I know this because I'm a mailman. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. uh, Wooten says Penny three. Penny. Wooten says cabin three. And Penny just yells, uh, he's he's a mailman. (laughs) Like. She covers his butt with yeah. the uh, unrelated tie that was not actually how he discovered his house in the first place. Right, and it also does not help Jason. There, nope. like, there's no way Jason's buying that, but whatever. You know, uh, certainly glossed over for the sake of time and... Yeah, yeah, and we... Uh, convenience. We we then, like, there's this extended thing where, like, they're then trying to leave... Um, 
but Jason's like, or like Connie's like, okay, like it's time to go. Mm-hmm. Um, after they've been like hanging out there for a while, we cut in on a story already in progress. It, it's good. Like mm-hmm. I like this so much. I like the unsurprising. I like the four adult friends hanging out and playing games and talking. I've never and done that. Once. Maybe watching a movie. Yeah. Why yeah. would this apply? Why would this appeal to Dylan Weaver? I don't know, man. That doesn't sound like something you've ever done. Dylan only breaks bottles in his spare time. <laughs> Just throws them against the wall. You'd see the piles of glass. The, uh, the, <laughs> so, so then, yeah, J- Jason's like, no, no, like, let's keep doing something. How, how about dinner? You guys doing dinner? And Penny's like, sure, come over to our apartment. Play, I would play love games. to share, share a meal. What do you guys do to, or Jason says, like, you guys hang out a good bit, yep. and he's like, what do you do together? And Penny's like, oh, you know, we get together, and we play games, and we bring games, and, you know, they play, they say games a lot with no clarification. They say it, like, three times in a paragraph, which is yeah. tough, but no, like, board games, card games. I mean, I'm sure they're I mean, open to a variety. Yeah, I, I think I think they're fine. I feel but like games I, could also mean I have people other over for like game nights. Yeah. Like just generic games. Mm-hmm. But because yeah, board games and card games are both, but but not no video games, no uh drinking games, you know. Mm-hmm. Very, very limited view of games in my mind. But that that did not what seem weird to me games? at all. It just has to be lemonade. Have you, uh, I, that's a that's a homeschool thing that i've done i've played beer pong with water mm-hmm. yes i i've been around while you've played beer pong with water you yeah. did it at youth group events yeah we did do it at youth group events too yep when i was a leader and you were a student there there was that time there was that time boy you had so much authority over me i mean i should not have no <laughs> you were in like eighth grade and i was in 11th grade yep but thankfully uh the trend seems to be going away from that yeah i i yeah i've made that part of my mission um <laughs> a man on a mission uh so so yeah so there's there's this um um what we oh so so the other scene then we go to is is joanne getting um just kind of filling in wit about the whole thing going on with eugene well, so is there anything else in that scene? I mean, that's that's the scene. Yeah. So there's a scene with Eugene and the Crooks, right? And we've already we, we, we already talked about that. Yeah. Um, we, we, we're slightly and, out of order, but yeah. We're fine. My, but my note at the end of that scene is how long has Eugene been gone? Like Katrina hasn't called or anything. Oh, yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is existing in yep. isolation. And then immediately, yeah, it's wits on the phone, on the with, phone Katrina. with Katrina. Yeah. Yep. And, no, uh, I, I and then Joanne walks in, yeah, and Katrina hasn't seen him, so they have this catching up, and, you know, Joanne thinks that Jason's on a case, and Eugene's helping him with the case, and, yeah, yeah, they they catch each other up on, you know, the plot of the episode. Yeah, yeah, and then we jump back, and Wooten's won three straight games of Clue, mm-hmm. and they're like, all right, it's bedtime. Jason's like, well, what if we watched a movie, guys? It's still early. Yeah, it depends on the movie. What movie do you it. think they'd watch? What movie do you think Jason would watch? I don't know. Would it be a spy movie? I, that seems too on the nose. Yeah, no. He, he probably likes some weird genre. It, no, it's probably like The Princess Bride. Um, you oh, know they're watching yeah. The Princess Bride, yeah, right? At the least movie is once. perfect. That's, the, that's like the pre-roll. That's Focus the on the family movie. loves to reference it. Like, Adventures in Honesty loves to reference it. Yep. it. It's a perfect four-quadrant movie. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I do... 
I genuinely love the Princess Bride. Oh no, yeah, I I'm very happy that it's a movie that I developed such an affection for at a young age that actually turned out to be a good movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. I was like, oh great, I don't have to ones. feel bad about liking this. Yeah. Same thing with Fantastic Mr. Fox. Where mm. I was like, ah, this is a great movie. I love this because I'm a kid and it's a kid's movie. And then I grew up and I was like, it's cool to like this movie. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. Um, and then and then Connie has this great moment of being like super perceptive mm-hmm. and just being like, look, like you were su- like talking to Jason, like, hey, I, I thought you were supposed to like, you know, be off on your own here. Um you're uh you're you're not you're, awfully you're, alone for yeah, somebody who you, uh you keep uh you keep hanging out with people what's 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 up with that mm-hmm. and and she's just yeah and he talks about like it being you know or she she maybe even points out like yeah it's hard to like go from nothing to being alone mm-hmm. well penny penny brings it up and kind of says like yeah solitude is difficult or something like that you know it must have been a big change and then jason jumps in and is like oh that's something that my dad said yesterday yep. and they yeah. kind of go down this uh yeah yeah well yeah and penny penny talks about i don't know some art analogy where she's mm-hmm. like i you know i have to sketch before i start painting yeah and wooten's like oh yeah i jog before i go deliver mail on 10 mile road which is a perfect joke yeah it's 10 so- mile road is incredible i love it so much is that from something no it's just the nonchalantness with which he says 10 mile road 10 mile road yeah and you just immediately you can picture the road it's a good joke because he's talking about like warming up to go deliver mail on a road that is literally named (laughs) for being 10 miles long like i just I love it. It's a top-notch joke. I love it so much. In just And also just like the no attention being drawn to it. Mm-hmm. And then it's followed up by another great joke, which doesy feel like super odyssey-y mm-hmm. of a joke, but like I think is great, which is Connie, Connie being like, or like when I have to like clean up tables before people come in. Wait, that's not really the same thing, is it? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> like <laughs> moving on. But... It's, it's a, like, right. It's once again, it's a good joke. Mm-hmm. It's like the you know three people in a row and all and they look over each other's shoulder and mm-hmm. then the last person turns around and there's no one there like yeah. it's just like it's like a classic joke construction mm-hmm. but it really works for me no no and i think that it like i said is i think the thing that i enjoy the most about this episode is having that kind of joke structure with these characters that are all so familiar and are all yeah. batting a thousand as far as playing their character and yeah. riffing off of each other you know seeing videos of the voice actors interact while they are recording is very interesting because you get the idea of how much time and energy they put into making their characters at, at least the reoccurring ones you know your your Jess Harnells and your uh, Will Ryans and Katie Lee's um just get along and they just sound like people yeah um yeah and i yeah and so I, it's just yeah it's it's just good and then uh and then jason jason leaves to go i i, I guess before J- i talk about the next jason scene i just want to like hit on something that i am i really like mm-hmm. thematically for these episodes which is like 
Jason is like struggling to like spend time in prayer in the and in the word mm-hmm. and is not told he's wrong for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a surprisingly kind of good amazing take. <laughs> yeah, no, for it's a, Odyssey. It's a great take. <laughs> like, I love that nuance so much. Mm-hmm. For his character, because yeah. Because we, we even talked about it with the Labyrinth, where it's just like they're allowing this guy to be like, yeah, I'm struggling a bit with my faith right now, and I still believe everything, but, like, I'm out of the rhythm of it. Mm-hmm. And this episode, he's continues to be out of the rhythm of it, and it's not just people coming by and being like, man, just do better. It's like they affirm him in his like not feeling it at the moment yeah well and like it taking some time to right like and it doing not being the right thing, thing to... isn't a you know flip switch right. type change right i just i love that nuanced approach that doesn't doesn't feel like most media bothers to take that route on things mm-hmm. much less odyssey much less in two episodes that we have been like especially last episode, we're really ragging on. Yeah. Like, it is a surprising level of depth, relatability, and I think genuine value to the listener mm-hmm. that I, yeah, was very pleasantly surprised by. Yeah, and the quality of the advice that comes from, you know, Connie and Penny and everything, like, they're they're, they're very supportive and they're there and they're uh they're empathetic they're like understanding and validating his feelings as opposed to just suggesting corrections and solutions um yeah it it's i very much agree with you it is really important i think to normalize the ebbs and flows of kind of your relationship with god and understand that like if it's similar to your relationship with any other human because you're a human it does change um over time and there are times of closeness and times of distance depending on contact and what your relationship looks like yep and you know with some people you can pick things up right where you left off but a lot of times especially if they were really really important to you for a time if you leave them and then come back it takes time um so I'm really glad that they're giving that attention. Yeah, I'm just, like, it makes me happy that... I'm glad they're doing it for Jason, like, yeah. god light. I'm very, yes. very glad yep. that they're doing it for him. Yep. Not just, you know, relegating that to being a, a peasant problem, you know, a wooden no. problem or something. For, for sure. Oh, it's so good that they're, like, letting and this character... And even Wit, doesn't Wit validate it? I mean, Wit yeah. predicts the problem. <laughs> yeah. And then affirms jason later when jason's like i'm not gonna like i I was wrong to like jump into this with both feet i'm gonna like take some time and spending time with friends is also valuable to me which like oh yeah just inject that into me Mm, like some platonic friendships but just just, like uh, acknowledging (laughs) that like that yeah like the it's okay to yeah just like have relationships and stuff that you value mm-hmm. in your life like it doesn't have to be like 24 7 jesus mm-hmm. in that same like as far as like relationships go yeah like you can have relationships that like don't have to revolve around that mm-hmm. exactly i just yeah it makes me it makes me happy 
Um, and then, and then, yeah, we get a, a scene. So Jason leaves and just kind of goes, I guess I'm going to go see my dad. If you guys are ready to go to bed. And I'm like, man, wit is up late, apparently. Cause it seemed like you guys were up late or you all just get tired very early. Like maybe it's Odyssey it's like and Jason, 10 o'clock. right. It might be like nine. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I, I, that is kind of my canon is like, Jason's like, yeah, we can watch a movie. I I'm up till midnight every night. And they're all like, no, no, it's Odyssey. We go to bed at nine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Wooten's got to deliver mail. So he's. Right getting up at the booty crack of dawn and yeah well and so jason like goes and then he like walks in and it's wit and um and joanne still up um mm. and they're discussing the whole eugene thing and it's a great scene where it's like wit and joanne are standing there talking and, and joanne's kind of like oh yeah and jason was gonna or wit's like well maybe maybe eugene wound up with jason mm-hmm. and jason's like who wound up with me <laughs> it's just like it's good and then uh, the joanne jason reunion is just sweet Mm, it's so great and especially the next day with jack over the Mm. phone oh i mean the jack thing's great too but like the i think just like janet waldo and townsend coleman are just like doing a really good job there's the chemistry that we were missing last episode with wit Mm -hmm. just comes back in full force here with jason and i think wit's chemistry in the scene gets elevated as a result oh yeah no no he's he's definitely getting shot uh like getting the benefits of the shock wave of chemistry there yeah and and so joanne's just like there's like a weird thing because they just have to like cram some plot into it where joanne's just like oh well if you're back i guess we'll have to rethink closing down the shop and i'm like Mm -hmm. huh why and then she and jack's like oh you were gonna close the shop and she was like well yeah but now maybe not and jason's like has like his light bulb moment another weird not odyssey joke yeah i think (laughs) is like decent but feels wrong which is like the text notification goes off on Wit's phone when Jason gets his idea. And Jason's like, I just had an idea. And Wit's like, no, 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 that was text. Yeah, it was It was really funny. And it sounded it sounded like my phone yes, text notification. Yes, I thought I also so got a text. I, I thought I got a message. Yep. Um, but, but yeah, and then and then Jason's like, what if I, like, ran the antique shop? And mm-hmm. jo- um, Joanne's like, I mean, I'll have to check with Jack, but I really like that idea. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, Joanne, me too. Yeah, I big think that fan. that's I think Leave that's a great way of like integrating him back into the town. It's like, hey, yeah. what if he ran it? And he, she's like, are you qualified? He's like, well, I impersonated someone. And there was also the vase thing in, in, in the labyrinth. Yeah, uh, he was an undercover, uh, <laughs> an undercover antiques dealer in Belgium, I want to say. Yeah. For a couple months, yeah. which I feel like he's a he's a method actor. He yeah. definitely learned something about yeah. antiques, and yeah. Wit definitely has at least one book on antiques. Yeah, that will uh, and help then, educate him. And then Wit's thing is he got a text from Katrina mm-hmm. that was which also texting an odyssey mm-hmm. wit texting an odyssey we hear him texting throughout, and it is very clearly a phone with the slide out keyboard that i love so, i i'm very so okay with and wit having, as long text. as he doesn't have he can have a flip phone but it's got to have the slide keyboard because yeah. i think that doesn't that means it's like not a flip phone he, yeah i guess it doesn't flip it's a slide yeah is a slide phone is that a term yeah i mean you could you, i guess there were those ones that like flipped over onto the keyboard yeah where the keyboard didn't slide out it like flipped up so sure we'll, we'll say he has that just for you andrew okay yay i like this bone it's a tasty bone there's even <laughs> some meat left on it uh 
But yeah, and then, uh, yeah, so they're going to go. So uh, Eugene's car has been parked outside at this antique shop across town, uh, yeah. and the meter's gone, and it's like, that's not very Eugene. Yeah. And so they take off to go go investigate. We cut to the uh, antique, or the jewelry shop where Eugene Sebastian is. and Rudolph. Right. And this is the whole, why do you persist on telling me your plans? Yep. Um, and they're like, ah, I guess we'll have to, like, get rid of you in some, like, we'll throw you in some abandoned building. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah. Um, and and then, make it very clear that we're threatening you with death so we can manufacture some tension right. that will be immediately let out. <laughs> right, because uh, Wit and Jason walk into the front of the store. Yep. Jason immediately recognizes these guys. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. That and was frustrating. The other guy walks out. And well, because it is just a weird thing of like they come in and they're like weirdly accusatory, where yeah. it's like, oh, it's weird that you're open this late. And they're like, we're having a sale. He's like, with no one guarding the counter he's like we've got cameras and i'm like wait you're going in guns a blazing just because you saw like a car parked outside like what's going on yeah and no, then jason's like the, the the brothers the whichever brother walks out is like do i know you and it's like oh, i run an ice cream shop he's like no no the other guy and jason's like no unless and then the other brother walks out and jason goes ah we meet again yep you're the whatever it is the the Karazinski brothers, you're, you know, famous for being thieves. and <laughs> The famous thieve brothers. And they're like, oh, yes, you're Jason Whitaker. I know the first and last name of every person who puts me behind bars. Yep. Which, I mean, I suppose if he's a good criminal, it only happens like once or twice, but. Yeah. And then. Uh, did he personally do it? Like, I don't know what yeah. his relationship is there. And then the, and then Jason goes like. Do you still have the alarm under the counter? And I'm like, what do you mean? Do you still have the, huh? Like that just didn't make sense. Oh, he's talking about the silent alarm. No, I know, I know, I know. But why does why is he phrase it like that? Ah. Uh, because it's like he doesn't know about them in this shop. I don't know how long it? they've had this shop. It's just weird. And so Wit goes for the alarm and presses it, and the guys run at Jason, and he like comic book sound effect takes them down. Yeah, presumably just like smacks their heads together, and then you know Three Stooge pokes them in the eye, and then just yeah. pushes them over a case full of jewelry. <laughs> it is it is another thing that just like doesn't sound particularly Odyssey. But, like, Christopher Deal must be having a blast oh, doing it was, that. Oh, I mean, it was hilarious. I loved it. Like, I thought that, you know, it was jokey in a way that, one, when they show violence in Odyssey, it, when it's very realistic, definitely catches me off guard. So, like, I yeah. wasn't surprised that that was the route that they took. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. And then... Uh, it was funny. Yeah. I, I initially was like, oh, man, that's lame. But then I was like, oh, you know, okay. I... It had to be short. It couldn't yeah. be much. This episode has so much plot in it. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, because we still get the next scene where Eugene and Connie and Jason and Wit uh, are there and Joanne walks in when she's on the phone with Jack. Oh, but before that, we've got the great scene between Connie and Eugene mm-hmm. where Eugene's recounting what happened and Connie's like, wait, Eugene, 
are you saying you assumed something? And I was like, oh, thank God. God. <laughs> so good that Praise they, like, that they like pulled that from the previous episode and were like, oh, we can have like a, because Eugene was like so like talking down to her and lecturing her and it just felt great for Kanye to be like, told you so. Yeah. You assumed too, Eugene. Um, and then Eugene's like, ah, couldn't be me. And and J- Jason goes, ah, maybe it was Rudolph. I hear he looks a lot like you, which is another joke I really liked. Um, but then uh, then Joanne walks in with Jack on the phone. Mm-hmm. And they just have a nice scene where they're all talking. And I assume there was something going on where they couldn't get Alan Young into the studio yeah. um, that they did this. Um, but I'm really glad that it, yeah, that they made this work. Well, his voice sounds good over the phone, and yeah, you give him the little Scottish accent, and mm, I don't just... know, just hearing Jason talk to Jack, yep, feels so good. It does. <laughs> like Odyssey really is this big thing that stretches like thirty years mm-hmm. and has like all of these memories when characters. And voice actors like, you know, Townsend Coleman talked to somebody that they talked to yeah. 20 years ago intermittently. Yeah, and Alan Young hadn't been on the show since Passages at mm-hmm. this point. Um, and this episode marks both his and Janet Waldo's last appearances on the show. Um, this is truly their goodbye. They both passed away four years later. Aww. Um and it's just like I'm glad I'm glad that they were able to do this as a send off, knowing that the labyrinth was supposed to be that mm-hmm. and that it kind of had to get reshuffled due to some health issues. And I'm just like I'm happy with how they managed it. And I'm so glad that this second episode makes it feel good. Mm-hmm. Because if the if this episode felt the same as part one, it would be such a bummer for those characters to go out on this. Yeah. But because they like step up their game for this episode, it doesn't feel nearly as sad. No, yeah. And it's a lot more satisfying because, you know, realizing what the role is with Jason and New Odyssey up to this point, him moving back into town, and like you said, it... It contributes to the world building in a really good way um, that I think is exciting for the next generation of Odyssey. And, like, what does new Odyssey look like? You know, what does a post-wit Odyssey look like? Is there going to be Odyssey post-wit? Like, you're going to... still out. Yeah. Uh, but I, was, I was happy with this episode. I, yeah. I think I've said just about everything that yeah, I have no, to say. Yeah, no, I feel, I feel similarly. Like, we've, we've played it out, but... I I liked it. I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad that they recovered. I'm sad um, though, because this is and, the last I, Jack and Joanne episode. Yeah. As as we go out here, um, this is yeah. Uh, we're we're bidding goodbye to them, um, as characters on this show. But the beauty of our show is that we'll cover more Jack and Joanne in the future, because uh, we don't do things in strict chronological order, folks. Amen. So you can look we would forward. not have made it if we did. No. So you can look forward to that um, in the future. And uh, anything, anything you feel like plugging there, Andrew? Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the new Lord album. I'm not gonna be the only one to suggest that. It's like a sunny pop album. 
about being at the beach and that's that's pretty much all it is um, hey there you go yeah definitely enjoying that this summer what about you dylan no i don't have anything i'd like to plug here um so with all of this being said um next week we're gonna be talking about episode 837 out of the picture bye guys bye Modfam Shock Pod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Shock Pod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchockpod at gmail.com. Home Again Part 2 was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wadfam Shock Pod.